Welcome to the Raising Sons podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Rochelle Whitaker, but you can call me Dr. Shell. I'm a parenting advisor, educational psychologist, licensed maternal mental health therapist, and mom. On this podcast, we'll cover everything you need to know about raising sons. Now, let's get into the show. Hey, hey, it's Dr. Shell with another episode of the Raising Sons podcast. Today, we're talking about how to teach your son about racism. So before we jump into the conversation, let's talk about what racism is. The definition of racism is the belief that certain races of people are superior to others. And so it's important that this conversation about racism with your sons is had really depending upon the environment that you have your sons in. And so what I mean by that is if you have your sons in an environment where they are the minority in a majority environment, then you'll want to have that conversation sooner than later. And the reason why I say that is because I've seen it. I've seen it where kindergartners and, and even um, preschoolers are taunting the, the, the child that is different, or maybe the child is African-American or Hispanic or Asian, and they may be the only child. And so they're taunted about um, their race or they're treated differently or comments are made. And so the age in which you start telling your child about or about racism is going to largely be dependent upon the environment that you have them in. If you have them in a more diverse environment, you may not have to start as early Uh, then again, you may have to. So you just have to kind of um, kind of decide what's happening in the environment that they're in um, before you start, you know, having that conversation, because you don't want to do it too early and and it's not impacting them. Um, You know, kids start to learn early on about differences or when I say differences, they may say, you know, someone's skin color is this color or, you know, make different um, comparisons about um, different shades and noticing things like that. And so, you know, at that point, you might want to introduce the concept of race, races, ethnicities, cultures, things like that. But you may not have to talk to races, talk about racism and teach them about racism until later. So the age in which you tell your child, again, is dependent upon the environment that you have your child in. If you have your child in you know, a homogeneous environment, then, you know, the likely chance that you need to talk to them about it as early is less likely. Um, But you will want to talk to them about the differences in races and cultures and things like that. Um, Let's talk about the different types of racism. So there's overt racism, right? There is, you know, the the calling, the, the name calling, there's the, you know, following around the store, there's the presumption that this person is going to do something because they're of a certain ethnicity. And then there are more subtle things that, um, that, you know, happen, um, more subtle things, more subtle racist comments and, and things like that, that happen that maybe something like, um, someone says, uh, an inappropriate comment about a, per- a person of the of another ethnicity says an inappropriate co- comment about someone of a different ethnicity, and then they say to kind of make light of it. They say, "Oh, I have you know I have black friends, or I have Asian friends, or I have Hispanic friends, so I'm not racist." No, that's that's inaccurate. So that's maybe a more subtle form of racism, or you know, someone saying, "Oh, you'll be good at this because you're African American or you're Asian or you're Hispanic um, American." So, making those kind of you know, kind of subtle 
uh, statements about, you know, a person's race and or you won't be good at something because you're not um, of this same ethnicity. And so I think it's it's um, it's really important that when those things start to come up, that you have conversations about what racism, you know, what it is, what it looks like, who it impacts, um, because. Um, you don't want your child being in a situation and having no framework for, you know, for what has happened. And so, again, I've seen it happen as early as preschool. Um, it happened with um, my son, my younger son played lacrosse last season. And so we went to um, his game and it was in a, a highly majority area. I think most of the, the, his his other teammates were of the same um, ethnicity, they were all Caucasian. And so our team was more diverse. Um, but it really it happened off the field. So one of um, our teammates had a little sister and um, she was playing or she was trying to play with um, some other little Caucasian girls. And they told her um, that she couldn't play with them because um, I think they said her skin was, was dirty or her skin was too dark or something like that. And again, she was probably four, maybe five. Um, and so of course, you know, that created um you know she she was upset about it her her parent got upset about it and so when I say it starts early it starts early um and so um at that point you know her mom you know had to talk to her about it and and console her um and so that's just one instance my older son um was competing um in a spelling bee and again um the school where he is is uh where he was is majority uh african-american and so when we go to compete, a lot of times we are um, alone. We have been alone, meaning we are the only school that is um, African-American. And so he um, had a spelling competition and what he was noticing was him or some of his other um, teammates would have to spell a word and, you know, or maybe they'd have to start over. They wouldn't allow them to start over, but they would allow the other kids of the other race of um, the Caucasian race to start over. Or, you know, they may start over and they may like misspell something and then they would say, um, you know, do it again. And so, you know, we had a whole conversation about how that, you know, what he experienced, what he saw and how that wasn't fair and what he thought it was attributed to. So, um, you know, it's important that your kids know who they are. They're able to recognize when these things happen and you are, you're able to discuss them. Um, and so I think that's really important that your kids are aware. And when I say aware, meaning aware at the appropriate time, right? You, you don't want to start putting negative thoughts about other races into your kid's head early, but you do want them to be aware, especially if you have them in an environment where they are the only child that looks like them or one of the only, um, because it is something that could come up. Um, And so one of the things that's important is that you're honest. um, And then, you know, you tell them that people, some people, you know, may not like them because they are um, African-American or Hispanic-American or Asian American, you want to be honest with them that that is something that they may face and how to respond and react when that does happen. Um, Because it's not always, you know, um, about blowing up or, you know, punching a kid in the face. That's not always the the response that needs to happen. And so, you know, when they understand that this is something that could happen and that it's the other person's ignorance, not theirs, that they can, you know, just walk away and, um, and brush it off or, you know, tell the teacher involved others uh, on what's happening. 
I want to take a break to tell you about the Raising Sons Manual. This ebook style guide consists of conversation starters, guides, and exercises to assist you with navigating the same tough topics and conversations we discuss on this podcast in real time. If you or your child has been hesitant about therapy, or if you just need something tangible and practical to put into practice, this is the manual for you. I am offering a free sample to all listeners of the podcast. Click the link in the show notes to download. Um, something else that you can do if this is a hard conversation or you don't know where to start is, again, um, having your kids watch movies. Um, we did this during um, our homeschool year. We watched um, Ruby Bridges, and it really generated a lot of conversations um, about, you know, what was happening with her, what my um, sons, you know, thought, why, why this was even happening. And um, so those are good ways. Movies are good ways. So Ruby Bridges, um, Remembering the Titans, Hidden Figures, um, The Color of Friendship, The Great Debaters, Selma, The Help, The Hate You Give. All of those are good movies to to watch and watch with your kids and to, you know, just allow them to share what comes up for them. And then you can have conversations around that and what what they think and what you think would be a good way to handle this or deal with this, um, because you don't want your kids unprepared to go unprepared going into environments thinking that everybody's their friend that you know everybody thinks the same. You want them to be equipped, and so being equipped means that you give them knowledge and information about what could happen and how some people view them. And so I think those things are important. So. It's important that you're honest and you tell them that, um, you know, what was the what, what, um, you know, how how society may view them. Um, but I think the biggest thing is being honest and using different avenues to generate conversations um, about racism, what they're experiencing and what they're thinking. Something else that I want to discuss is, you know, fear and anxiety. And I'll just say fear and anxiety that moms of... Um, you know, black sons may have about their sons going out into the world. I know that during um, George Floyd and around that time, there was lots of fear among moms, you know, who have younger kids about, you know, how the son, how the world, how society views their, their sons. And so um, I think it's, it's an important discussion for moms to sit around. I know there are things that I've considered, you know, I've, thought about different places to live, you know, maybe some more rural areas. And I've considered the fact that I have black sons and being out on dark roads. And so those are things that I'm like, nope, we couldn't move there because that's, I I can't put them in that position. And so I think um, part of fear is, you know, the unknown. And I think one way to counter the unknown is preparation. So, you know, accepting things as they are, um, praying and hoping that they get better, but making decisions around what's actually happening. So, you know, I could love this neighborhood, but I know that when my sons begin to drive, there's a there's a good percentage um, that they may get stopped and, you know, things can go uh, south really quick. And so making that decision on the outset that, no, you know, that's not a place where, where we need to be. Um, and so um, thinking about again, the end from the beginning and, you know, where you want your, um, where you want your son to be. And so setting them up for success. And, um, you know, there, I know there are lots of moms who have, 
um, fear around their son's driving. I'm not at that point yet. Um, and so, but there are moms who, you know, I've talked to who are, you know, scared about their son's driving or hoping that their sons don't want to drive because, because of all the things that they may have to encounter with police and being stopped and how to, you know, manage those things. And, you know, fear is fear. Um, but what I tell my sons and what I tell my parents is that we can't live in fear, right? We don't want our sons to be so scared of going out into the world um, that they, we arrest their development. You know, um, everybody is not <laughs> everybody is not bad. Um, and so we we have to move in fear um, and, you know, continue to live to can continue to keep our sons um, lifted up. But um I think the best way that if you have, you know, fears about your sons going out into the world is taking baby steps and allowing them to to do things um, and then seeing, you know, what happens. And I think that gives you some comfort level um, as well. So when I say take baby steps, meaning um, maybe your son is at a driving age and, you know, you have this whole fear around him driving. And so, you know, maybe it's you know, allowing him to, you know, drive to his friend's house that's in the ne next neighborhood over and kind of see how that goes. Um, and so just starting with like baby steps um, so that you're not operating in fear, um, you're doing things slowly um, and, and kind of testing it out um, so that you're not arresting his development, but maybe it's not the, the big kid in caboodle. So, you know, you're not letting him drive to the mall or drive to school yet. Um, but it's little things at a time that kind of help to give you some comfort and know that he can manage those things. And so I think it's important that we, you know, as moms deal with the fear that we have about putting our sons into the world, but not allow that to be our drivers. Um, and then also talking to, you know, men who, of course, been in this same situation and in the same place and maybe how their, you know, how their moms dealt with it, what their experiences were. Um, I always think back to, you know, to my grandmothers. I have uncles and, you know, um, the age of my parents, my uncles are, they're, you know, way older. And so they were, you know, dealt with civil rights. And so um, I just think about how, you know, my grandmothers were able to do it. And so things were, well, I want to say things were a lot worse. They were different. Um, and so if they could do it, I say, you know, that um, I can do it as well. And so maybe, you know, thinking about that, but also talking to to men, you know, either, you know, their dads or um, other men that, um, you know, you seek advice from about how to deal with, you know, some of the fears that you may be, you know, feeling surrounding this and how you can better prepare yourself to send your son out into the world, um, how you can better prepare yourself and how you can better prepare him. Right. Because preparation is the answer to overwhelm, right? A lot of times we feel overwhelmed. And so if we're prepared, we can kind of cancel out some of that overwhelmness that we may feel. So my advice to moms who have fear about sending their sons out into the world because of the, the racism and the prejudice that they may experience is, you know, to do things in small increments and to talk to other men about what they experience and also to have them talk to, you know, your son about what could what could possibly happen and how to handle what could possibly happen. So I hope this has been helpful. And if it has, please share and subscribe. Until next time.